With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to another exciting edition of Taylor Mays. Kevin Taylor, it is so great to have you, a log. Merry Christmas to you and your family as we are in the Christmas season. And no doubt about it, I am in the Christmas spirit. And of course, you know, as we come upon the end of the year, that means, like I told you in my last program, that means that, of course, it's bowl season for college football high school football playoffs, especially here in the Metro Atlanta area. And in the NFL, it means scoreboard watching. That's right. (laughs) Because it is that time of the year where if you're a football fan, if you follow anything and everything football, yes, it is your time of the year because it means that seasons could be made or broken especially in the Atlanta Falcons case, which we'll get to in just a few minutes as we'll be able to discuss them. Also, the Georgia Bulldogs, they've um, selected a new head coach, and Kirby Smart, of course, that was earlier this week. And Georgia State, congratulations to them. Uh, head coach Trent Miles, as they won their last four games of the season to become bowl eligible and have received an invitation to the inaugural Cure Bowl, the Automation Cure Bowl. And so congratulations to them. It's the first bowl game that they'll be going to in the history of Georgia State football. And I believe the program has been in existence for six seasons. So congratulations, Coach Miles. And uh, you are here by one-on-one interview with Coach Miles during this program as well. And also the farewell tour for Kobe Bryant of the Los Angeles Lakers. And the farewell tour made a stop last Friday in Atlanta. And uh, I was, of course, uh, at the uh, post-game press conference with Kobe Bryant and uh, with the media, and uh, you'll hear some of his comments about his most memorable moment playing in Atlanta and, uh, you know, just uh, some interesting things and what he's going to miss most about playing basketball. So uh, make sure that you stay for that. And also, we'll be able to um, preview the Atlanta Falcons game against the Carolina Panthers, as well as the Atlanta Hawks' upcoming schedule. So it's all in the way of this edition of Taylor May Sports with Kevin Taylor. Now, of course, if you want to follow me or, you know, you want to keep up with what's going on with the program, all you have to do is send me a Facebook prayer request. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at KevinTaylor98. It's easy. KevinTaylor98. All right? So uh, hopefully everyone has had a great week, and um, I know a lot of schools are getting ready to get out for the Christmas holidays, and, uh, you know, those were two weeks that you really look forward to when you were in school, that's for sure, because you had Christmas out and you had New Year's out, and uh, just a lot of fun, and of course a lot of people getting ready for their Christmas parties coming up, and as well as New Year's parties as well. But uh, hopefully, like I said, if you're into football, you'll be having a lot of football parties and gatherings and a lot of football viewing parties and uh, got to say hello and a big shout out to a good friend of mine, Amicia Cook, here in Atlanta and to her friends as well as they get ready for the big NFL viewing party coming up this Sunday 
and it's going to be at Harlem Nights. So if you're in the Atlanta area, make sure you head on to downtown Atlanta at Harlem Nights because they're going to be having their big NFL viewing party uh, coming up on Sunday, December 13th here in Atlanta. So uh, congratulations to uh, everyone who is in the high school football playoffs here in the metro Atlanta area as well. And uh, congratulations go out to uh, Kirby Smart of uh, UGA. He's now officially the new head coach of the Georgia Bulldogs. So uh, this is going to be interesting because Kirby Smart is, even though he's now the head coach of the Georgia Bulldogs, he's still going to be coaching the Alabama Crimson Tide as they go through the college football playoffs. Now, of course, he's the successor to Mark Richt, who is now the head coach at Miami. So um, there's only one thing in mind with this situation. And, uh, of course, for both ends, Kirby Smart and Georgia. And that's for Kirby to win a national championship in less time than Mark Rick's tenure, which was 15 seasons. Now, of course, Kirby Smart played at Georgia. Mark Rick played at Miami. Uh, Smart played at Georgia in the 1990s and has been Nick Saban's defensive coordinator at Alabama since 2008. Now, the new coach, actually, this is an early birthday slash Christmas present for Kirby Smart. It's your turn 40 on December 23rd, so it's still relatively young, you know, because you can still get a lot of years out of a, out of a coach who, you know, just turning 40 or, you know, maybe late 30s or so forth. And he's going to be around for a lot of years. And um, he's actually regarded as one of the top assistants in the country. And uh, he has one of the top defensive teams in the country as well. Of course, Alabama, I told you on the last program that they were going to beat Florida in the SEC championship game, and they did just that. And now Smart is expected to remain at Alabama to the college football playoffs. And, um, you know, um, Saban actually, now this is high accolade. He made it clear that he believes Kirby Smart was ready to lead his own program after 17 years as an assistant at various schools. And uh, that included actually one year as Georgia's, get this, running backs coach. <laughs> he played because of that in Georgia, but he coached the running backs. <laughs> but uh, Alabama, like I said, they won a second straight SEC title in Atlanta last week, beating Florida 29-15. The Tide actually have won three national titles. And the last six years uh, have been selected to the 14 playoff field and they'll beat Michigan State in the Cotton Bowl semifinal on New Year's Eve. So uh, that's going to be something there. It's the winner of that game will play the national championship game on January 11th. So, you know, they're getting, you know, longer and longer slightly. And that could mean Smart could be more than a month away from taking on a full-time job as Georgia's head coach. Now, if you're at your regular job and you're saying, oh, man, I need a vacation. You know, when am I going to get time off? Oh, oh, man. Think about his situation. Okay, you prepared all season for a grueling schedule in the SEC. You go to the SEC championship game. So you win the SEC championship game. Then you go to Athens. You are basically interviewed for that position, formally interviewed, and then you're selected and announced as the new head football coach. Then you go back to Alabama, prepare for the semifinal, and then after the semifinal, if you win, you go to the final, and if you win that, of course, then you go to your new job. <laughs> it's basically a year-round process. And, of course, after that, you 
you know, probably maybe take a day or two to get acclimated, and then you're basically off to recruiting. Wow. And you talk about you don't have any time off? Try being a head football coach at a nationally, uh, you know, a, a national, on a national stage in the SEC or, you know, a, a, a good stage of like where Georgia is or, or, or a school that you know that can actually dominate the landscape like it is in Georgia with the UGA. Now, you know, it can't be very tiring, but I think SMART will put in the work and the hours to make sure he has the right personnel and the right assistance to get Georgia to where they should be. Now, SMART played defensive back at Georgia and finished his career with 13 interceptions. That's the fourth most in school history. They led the Bulldogs with six picks in 1997 and five in 1998. He graduated with a degree in finance. And he added a master's degree from uh, Florida State in 2003. Now, here's the fine details, the money. Yes, the money. Smart agreed to a six-year contract that will pay him at least $3.75 million a year with a big salary of 400000 and $3.35 million from apparel deals. Yeah, going to get paid for wearing apparel. Television and radio appearances as well and other endorsements are also included in that $3.35 Million. Now, you could also earn performance bonuses of up to $1.6 million if the Bulldogs win a national championship. In addition, the deal includes such perks as $1,800 a month to purchase or lease up to two cars and up to $5,000 a year to cover insurance on the vehicles. Now, Spark took another job. He would owe the university anywhere from the full value of this deal in the first year to just the current base salary should he depart in year six. So we're going to see how everything will go and uh, who he will have as his assistant coming up um, as uh, Georgia gets ready for the TaxSlayer.com Bowl. Um, and Alabama, like I said, we get ready for uh, Michigan State. So uh, both teams are actually getting ready for, for bowls, but um, Georgia's just preparing as usual. You know, getting ready as if, you know, this is a new change and just trying to get past this this time of, um, I wouldn't say uncertainty, but just um, a new era. And they'll be taking on Penn State on Saturday, January 2nd, in the uh, TaxSlayer.com bowl. And, uh, yeah, you know, you, you have almost all these bowls now, you know, but it's good that Georgia's able to go. But it's going to be different knowing that Mark Rick is no longer going to be on the sidelines and how this team will respond. You know, that, that's the thing. How will this team respond with an interim head coach and just basically being in a situation where you're kind of in a, in a holding pattern, a holding pattern until, you know, your new coach comes in and – you know, not knowing what type of you, what type of play you're going to get from the players who are already there, if they've already checked out, because you know basically these are the guys who Mark Rick brought in. So Brian McClendon is going to be coaching the Bulldogs in the bowl game. He's the interim head coach, and um, he's actually the recruiting coordinator, passing game coordinator, and the wide receivers coach. So we'll see how he does utilizing his assistants and players comes up as they prepare for the upcoming bowl game. And uh, we'll have more on the Bulldogs when they get ready for their bowl game in upcoming editions of the program. 
All right, but moving on to another team that's going to a bowl game and they're very excited about is the Georgia State Panthers. Yes, the Georgia State Panthers are getting ready for an exciting game in Orlando coming up actually just over a week away as we record this program on December <laughs> December 11th. Uh, Georgia State, the first bowl game of their history and hopefully one of many more. Uh, they're going to be going – uh, to the AutoNation Cure Bowl. And uh, the Panthers actually have won only two games the last three seasons, and they had never been at FBS school until this season. Uh, before 2010, of course, they did not have a, a football program. Uh, you know, they, they played basketball. Of course, the basketball team is doing very well. Now, they closed the season out on a four-game winning streak. And check this out. They really put it to Georgia Southern, beating them 34-7. to And if you're in the southeast or the Atlanta area or the state of Georgia, you know, Georgia Southern, they're, they're a good football team, very good football team. They have a great offense. They took Georgia to overtime. And Georgia State went down to State Spurlands. It was nothing. You know, we got swag. We're going to do this. You know, we're going to come out here with a win, and they did. They finished the season 6-7, and seven, have a chance to go over 500 on the season. You know, they are able to defeat San Jose State on December 19th in Orlando. And uh, now the great atmosphere a week ago uh, over at the facility on the Georgia State campus, as it was announced where they will be going. And, um, you know, this team started out 2-6. and six. They started out 2-6. and six. And I don't think I really gave them a chance. I know when I was at the game against Liberty, they did not look their best, but they put it together. And Coach Trent Miles has kept this team together, and you can really tell that he's done a phenomenal job with keeping these guys together, and they've bought into you know, the system and have really finally, finally been able to grasp the system. And the Cure Bowl is a new event, one of three postseason games in Orlando. It's part of a record 40, yes, 40 bowl game lineup. And, uh, you know, wow, San Jose State is among Three, five, and seven teams receiving a bowl bid. Yeah, so they're under 500 and they're in a bowl game. Yeah, you never really would have thought that, right? But, uh, you know, it's good to see the Georgia State is going to be there. A lot of uh, momentum going into this game for the Panthers. And I think Georgia State can really come out of this with a win. And I recently spoke with Coach Miles after practice, and uh, here's our conversation that Coach Miles. You know, he's uh, he's a great guy, you know, very humble, and uh, he's getting ready uh, for this uh, Cure Bowl. And so let's go out to Georgia State and hear my interview with Coach Trent Miles of Georgia State University. I'm joined now by Georgia State head football coach Trent Miles. Coach Miles, well, congratulations to you. Job well done. The season ended for you guys 6-6. Six and six. And let me say congratulations first for being the Sun Belt Coach of the Year, how does it feel? Well, it, it's really the team and staff. It's not me. You know, it's all of us working together, and and you know, it's it's it should be called the staff of the year because all of our guys on our staff deserve more credit than what I get. So, you know, that's the way I look at it. But it's always good to win. It's great for these young men, and uh, our season's not over, man. We got one more to go, and that's the bowl game, so we can have a winning season. That's right, and uh, we'll talk uh, on that in just a moment. But, you know, you mentioned your staff, very humble, by the way. And uh, uh, Nick Arbuckle, your starting quarterback, was named Student Athlete of the Year in the Sun Belt Conference, as well as Penny Hart, Freshman of the Year. How does that make you feel? Uh, I'm so excited for them. They work so hard, and, and it's it's not just them. It's their teammates, too. 
because if Nick Arbuckle wins that award, that means his offensive line was protecting him and his receivers were catching the ball and his backs were running it well and his coaches were calling the right plays. So, you know, it's a it's a team award. I'm glad Nick got it. Uh, he'll always remember it the rest of his life. But it, I hope that uh, all of our team takes great pride in it and also for Penny. I mean, for him to come in and do what he did as a true freshman, it, it's phenomenal. And, uh, you know, if it wasn't for Nick throwing it to him, he wouldn't have got that. So, you know what I mean? It's a it's a team thing. And we're so excited for these guys because, of you know, they pulled together and, and stuck together as a team. Yes, indeed. And, of course, uh, like you mentioned, you got one more game to go, the Auto Nation Caribou. That will be one of the bowls kicking off the bowl season coming up on Saturday, December 19th in Orlando. And what's the atmosphere like in the locker room right now? Oh, it's, I mean, it's a lot of confidence and a lot of excitement. You know, these kids have worked really hard and went through a lot of a lot of stuff to be able to get to where they're at. When people were putting them down, you know, and, and everybody riding them and didn't think they were very good and they kept believing and they stayed the course and they stuck together and, you know, it, it's just validation for them that uh, all their hard work paid off. And of course, you did start out the season two and six. You won your last four to get to this point. And like you mentioned, no one gave up. And you were, you know, pretty much indicative of that. You know, you pretty much were kind of the glue that held this situation together. Well, we all stuck together. I mean, again, it, it was all of us. I mean, you know, the, the all the coaches and trainers and equipment managers and video guys and you know, strength coaches and players. Everybody pulled together and just kept believing in what we were doing. Because the people in those inside our walls here, we know what we have. And so, you know, we just knew that if we just kept sticking with it, we'd get good results. Now let's talk about the defense because the defense improved week to week. And, uh, of course, your last game holding Georgia Southern, who has a very good offense, only to one touchdown. But just talk about them and how they've evolved as well. Well, yeah, they've, they've, they've got a great understanding of the scheme. Well, we finally got our depth right. You know, uh, we have good talent, and uh, they they play hard and they play together. So, you know, you give yourself a chance when you, you when you take care of your responsibility and you execute what we're asking you to do, uh, and you've got some talent, it, it 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 takes care of itself. Yes, indeed, and of course, like I mentioned, you're going to Orlando to play in the Auto Nation Care Bowl. And how sentimental is this bowl game for you? Because, of course, Atlanta is a great place that showcases, you know, for breast cancer survivors or just cancer survivors in general, and that's the premise of this bowl game. Well, it's huge for me because cancer's in my family. My, my, my mother has breast cancer, and she'll be at the game. My father had prostate cancer. My uncle died of pancreatic cancer. My grandmother died of cancer, lung cancer. Uh, it's in my family. So, uh, you know, it, it means a lot. It'll mean a lot. Yes, and may God bless them uh, during this time and, you know, with strength as well. And, uh, of course, it's going to be an East Coast-West Coast showdown as Georgia State takes on uh, San Jose State in Orlando. And just kind of talk about the matchup between you and San Jose State. Well, San Jose State's a very talented team. They've got a lot of skill. they got a great running back. They're well coached. You know, they'll be a, a huge challenge for us, just like every team we've played. So... You know, no matter whether East Coast, West Coast, North, North or South, you know, we're 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 glad to be there. It doesn't matter who we play or where we play, we're glad to be there. and We're going there to try to win the game. And uh, before we let you go, now, of course, you know your practice schedule uh, kind of light, and then you're going to be ha kind of hitting head on. Uh, talk about you know how important you know the rest as well as the reps are at this point of the season because you want to go into this bowl game, of course, as fresh as you can. Yes, I mean this is you know we are a college program, and this is week number 15 for these guys, so we can't go out there and just beat them to a pulp. They've had a you know a long season. You had 12 games in two bye weeks, 
So you're looking at week 15 now and week uh, 16 next week like an NFL season. So we've got to do be smart in how we train them. And I think that's a lot to do with our strength coach, Coach Holzhoppel, and how he's conditioned them and trained them to be peaking at the right time of year. And, of course, for you basketball fans, I understand that the football team will be recognized, I believe, at halftime of the uh, basketball team's game uh, this Saturday against Old Dominion. Yeah, we'll be there. The Cure Bowl is coming up and uh, announce our official invitation, and our players will be there. And we'll be there to support Coach Ron Hunter and the basketball team, and, you know, hopefully we get a, a victory on the court. That's right. And uh, a great y'all around for Georgia State basketball last year, the NCAA tournament. And for you, Coach Biles here, your first bowl bid in the history of Georgia State football. Congratulations. Congratulations to you and uh, much continued success and also uh, in recruiting as well. Thank you. All right, that was Georgia State head football coach Trent Miles right here on Taylor Sports with Kevin Taylor, my special guest this week on the program. Make sure that you go to curable.com to purchase your tickets for the Auto Nation Cure Bowl. And uh, let's represent for the ATL as Georgia State heads down to Orlando in the Orlando Citrus Bowl. That's where the game is going to be played at 7 o'clock on Saturday, December 19th, as the Panthers take on the San Jose University. I think they're, uh, you know, they're probably going to come with a lot of fans as well. And um, uh, the, uh, you know, the, the contingent from Atlanta, I know, will probably be strong. And, of course, it's going to be Blue Nation. That's for sure. <laughs> Blue Nations, so let's represent for the ATL down in Orlando at the Automation Cure Bowl. And like I said, go to curebowl.com for more information and also to purchase your tickets. It's Taylor Made Sports with Kevin Taylor. Thank you so much for being a part of the program. If you would like to join in, all you got to do is send me a Facebook friend request and also follow me on Twitter and Instagram at KevinTaylor98. All right, well, here we go. It's the NFL last month of the season. And, you know, now is the time that teams start to position themselves for playoff positioning. But the Atlanta Falcons are going in the opposite direction, and the opposite direction fast. They lose to Tampa Bay last week, 23-19. The Falcons moved the ball, I would say, okay on offense, but they could not get into the end zone for touchdowns. They had to settle mostly for field goals. They did get a touchdown in the game. But, unfortunately, in the fourth quarter, the defense of all of your <laughs> of your you know players or defense I don't know if they're tired or you know the schemes were not well, but of all of the guys on defense, these guys I, 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 it just was not a whole effort on defense in that last drive. A third and nineteen, you let Jameis Winston get a fourth down that led to a touchdown, and of course. When you get the ball back, Matt Ryan, who had not turned the ball over all day, throws an interception to steals the win for Tampa Bay. Now you have the NFC South. Not leaders, but NFC South division winners for 2015. Carolina Panthers up next in Charlotte on Sunday afternoon at 1 o'clock. Let's break it down like this. Offensively, the Falcons have more total yards per game than Carolina with about 387. Carolina has about 361. Rushing the football, the Falcons lead there about 378 to Carolina's 219. Uh, I'm sorry, that's passing. Now, rushing the football, Carolina, they do a much better job of that. 
Uh, the Falcons have about 109 yards a game. Carolina's 142. Now, that's offensively. Now, this is where I think this game really comes into play at because I think that this game for Carolina will, of course, come down to how much rushing and how much rushing attack they can have against the Falcons defense. That still ranks as one of the best right now in the league. But, you know, the problem with that is with what happened last week, the Atlanta Falcons hopefully will be hungry and not have a defensive lapse. But with that being said, the offense did cannot turn the ball over, especially in key situations. They've got to get touchdowns. Got to do that. And that's why I mentioned about the offensive comparison. Because offensively, the Falcons are able to pass the ball with more yardage per game. But in key situations, the ball is also being turned over. So Cam Newton is the MVP candidate for sure for this season. And the Falcons get more total yards for a game than Carolina. So it's going to come down to execution, just like always. The Falcons have to be flawless. This team is undefeated. 12-0, the only undefeated team left in the NFL. Can the Falcons do it? It's going to be tough. You ask me who I think will win? Mm, not going to tell you this one. I'm sorry. But it's going to be tough. The Falcons have to come prepared. Dan Quinn, of course, he knows the Carolina Panthers. He knows how to defense Cam Newton, but it's a different personnel now in Atlanta than he had with Seattle. But the only thing I will say is this. Will the Falcons be the first team to defeat Carolina this week? Will Carolina not be on their game after they've won the NFC South? I think Carolina still will come out sharp in this one, but the Falcons do have to be sharper, that's for sure. All right, now moving on to the NBA, the farewell tour for Kobe Bryant hit Atlanta. Uh, it was on Friday, December 1st. Kobe Bryant is averaging just under 16 points per game. And, uh, you know, uh, he's actually shooting about 31% from the floor. He takes about seven three-pointers per game. And he's shooting about 22% from long range. Now, get this. Recently, NBA commissioner Adam Silver said that uh, Kobe, well, you know, he still deserves to be in the All-Star game. Now, here's what he basically said in this. Uh, he asked a question uh, regarding this in an interview from Sirius XM NBA channel. Now, just to kind of summarize, he said, I hope to see him there. I think he deserves to be there. He's going to retire as one of the NBA's greatest players. Uh, he's done even beyond his play on the floor. He's played He's played as great a role as anyone in international expansion of the game. Right now, I say in China, there's still Kobe and everyone else. I think because he was such a hit there when he was there with the national team for the Beijing Olympics, and I know he's made so many trips to China over the course of his career in the NBA. I think the same thing in Indiana and Africa and Latin America and, of course, Europe, where he grew up. He's just one of those great global ambassadors of the NBA, and I hope in the same way that Kimmy Mutombo now is a global ambassador of the NBA that we will find a way to keep Kobe involved. So we'll, so we'll what the fans and the coaches decide, and then we'll go from there. All right, so now I was in the locker room as well as the uh, media session for post-game comments that Kobe Bryant had after the Atlanta Hawks game against the Los Angeles Lakers. And, uh, you know, Kobe, I think he's uh, ready to call it a career. 
But, of course, Atlanta is one of his most famous, or favorite, rather, places to play. And he talked about that after the I mean, game. I've always loved to play here. I mean, there's always so much energy in the building. And, um, you know, Anik has always been one of my favorite players, you know, growing up. And I had a chance to catch up with him a little bit before the game. And, um, you know, so many great players that played here. And, um, you know, the video tribute that they did. And my first game in the league, it was fun playing against Smitty and Enjoyed those moments and trying to go to the rim and trying to challenge Mount Matumbo. <laughs> you know, um, those are always fun moments. Now, Kobe was also asked, "What would he miss most about playing in the NBA?" <laughs> this, you know, aside from like the camaraderie and the competition and putting puzzles together, just the basic elements of the game. You know, what I mean, like the smell of the ball, the sound of the ball bouncing, the squeak of the sneakers.
Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.